Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. What's up, bar people? It's your boy, Dwayne, and you guys know how I feel about podcasts and their influence on my spiritual growth. There's another resource out there that was equally important, and that was the Table Talk magazine by Ligonier Ministries. Ligonier has partnered with the Bar Podcast to bring you three months free of Table Talk magazine. That's right. I said free. All you have to do is go to the barpodcast.com forward slash Table Talk to get your subscription. Do it today. And enjoy the show. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy, Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited to bring you another edition of The Bar Podcast. And man, I just want to take a quick moment to uh, shout out the listeners, man. I know I say this almost every week, but you guys are awesome. I appreciate the support. And I, I appreciate the comments and the inboxes. All of that is very, very encouraging. I, I, I really get up when I when I read those comments and and those uh, those those uh, reposts and all of that on social media. I really appreciate you guys. I want to want you guys to keep an eye out for things that are coming with the bar. Um, we're going to work on our digital store, but until then, you can always inbox me. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter if you want some bar gear, whether it's shirts, hats, or anything. And today, a uh, special episode, uh, we're going to call this the Redo. That might be the name of this uh, this episode because uh, I have on a great guest that uh, I met on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter account um, caught my eye. I uh, was actually able to meet him at G3, and then I was even able to record with him on G3, but unfortunately, we lost the audio. So he was so gracious to come back on, and I want to thank him uh, publicly for for being gracious with me and my my uh, my blunder and and losing the audio. But uh, we have on none other than Mr. Nate Picklewitz. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Oh man, I'm doing wonderful, man. I I really really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, being so gracious with me. Um, for those that don't know, like I said, I was at G3, and me and Nate had a great conversation. I hope I can remember some of those questions, Nate, because we had a really good recording. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna let it flow. But uh, yeah, so what 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 happened was uh, the audio was set up wrong, and I deleted the file before saving it properly, and 
uh, lesson learned. Nevertheless, uh, we're here. And uh, so, Nate, I'm going to jump right in, man. No more delays. I'm going to let you introduce yourself to my listeners. Anything you want to share with them, whether it's professional or personal, uh, you have the floor right now. Sure. So I'm uh, the pastor of Harvest Bible Church in Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire. Try writing that on a postcard. Uh, just a small, <laughs> small rural town up in the northeast, and uh, we planted the church about five years ago, and uh, been able to, to pastor there and, and to preach the word and just have fun doing that, and uh, been able to write a little bit. I've got a couple of books out, and um, I'm also an editor for a, a series of reprints that I'm excited about as well. Uh, I've got a wife and two children. My wife, Jessica, is also on Twitter, so you can follow her at uh, Jess underscore Pickowitz. And uh, two little kids I love to, to pieces. So the Lord's been really, really kind to me and to my family and uh, just have the privilege of doing ministry and just doing what I love. And um, I'll tell you, man, the, the worst day of pastoral ministry is beats the best day in any other job I've ever done. So this is uh, it's just mm. a delight and a joy to serve the Lord. Awesome, man. Awesome. Good stuff. That's that said something, man. Uh, the worst day in pastoring beats the best day. That is that is pretty awesome. So um, let's talk about the pastoral side. Um, you know, New Hampshire, uh, you know, I guess has a history of Christianity. Um, but I know we, we've had some conversation and even uh, I think it's your book. You talk about this. Let's talk about pastoring in that area, how you uh, address that dynamic. And then also, uh, what kind of experiences you've had in that area? Sure. So I grew up in New Hampshire. So I'm actually I'm actually uh, pastoring in a church in the town I grew up in. So I, I left, you know, when I was wow. a teenager, went away. I, I swore I'd never come back here again because I didn't want to be here, <laughs> and so on and so forth. And uh, but then later on, you know, the Lord just led us uh, back here. And um, and when we planted, it's like, this is where I want to be. So I, I knew the people, I knew the area, um, I knew the culture. It's, uh, again, it's small, very, very rural. Um, you know, the, the largest city in New Hampshire has only got 100,000 people in it. So it's easy to, um, to, to sort of fly over and to not look at it. I mean, there's no send mm. cities. If you're SBC connected, there's no send cities in New Hampshire or Vermont, for that matter. At least I don't think there are. Um, and we're just not on the on the radar. But historically, um, I mean, New England has been not just the birthplace of the nation, but it's the birthplace of of uh, Christian movements. I mean, from the Puritans to the Great Awakening, Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield preached up here. Uh, even the Second Great Awakening. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of sort of footnoting and saying, you know, I don't appreciate what Charles Finney did, but there was a whole slew of pastors <laughs> and preachers and churches. They were in New England that were doing amazing things during the Second Great Awakening, planting churches. Um, the center of the worldwide missions movement began right here in New England and Massachusetts, actually. So uh, we have a long history of, uh, of churches and believers serving the Lord faithfully up here. But the last probably 100 to 150 years, we've just slowly declined into now uh, we are the least churched portion of the country uh, by far. I mean, the North, the Pacific Northwest mm. is pretty bad, too, but we have six states. So New England is six different states, all of which are very, very um, spiritually poor. 
Um, there's just not much here in terms of, of um, a remnant, even though there is a remnant here for sure. So it's, it's tough ground. You're dealing in a post-Christian culture. Uh, you can't assume anything. Nobody knows who Jesus is. They've never heard the gospel before. Um, I mean, it's almost an unreached people group. It's that, it's that impoverished spiritually. Wow. So when you have a conversation with someone up here, um, you know, you could talk to them about Christ, and they'll kind of look at you, and they don't even pretend. There's no cultural Christianity. They won't pretend like they go to church. You know, you say, oh, you do go to church. They'll be like, why, why would I do that? Why do I want to go to church? It's not like, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. So um, in, in a lot of ways, it's actually really good because if you're coming at people sort of on, on level ground. You don't have to fight through, right. pre, you know, pretensions of, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, I, I grew up in a church. I was baptized, you know, all that. You know, you're not dealing with that generally. Um, so you, you do get to kind of have honest conversations, which is really good. But, you know, they're good people. I love I love New England. I love New Englanders as tough as they can be sometimes. I love my Patriots. I love my Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> it you know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's the joy of it. I love it, you know. But. Nice. Nice. That's cool, man. That's cool. And, that, you know, that's that's so different than uh, what I'm familiar with. And everybody know I make reference to the South where everyone is already saved and Mm -hmm. baptized and going to heaven already. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, but you know, that, that's definitely a, a, a big difference. Um, and it sounds like, you know, like, uh, like, 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 like a lot of crops, you know, like plenty of opportunity for the gospel. Um, so I guess what has been your approach on, uh, the, the the evangelism side, if any, you know, I know pastoring, you got your own thing you, you got to do anyway. What, what has been your approach if you have any, or some of the ideas as far as reaching those unchurched people in the community? Yeah. So there's been, you know, we've kind of followed a, a multi-tiered approach. Um, even though, you know, I mean, we're still trying to iron out how to do this. Um, this is my first pastorate. So I'm still, I'm trying a lot of things, failing at some things, and just trying to figure out the best way to approach it. But I think the the primary way that I'm approaching it now is simply just to to preach the gospel and preach the whole counsel of God from the pulpit. So when you do have people that do decide to go to church, by and large, most churches, and I don't I don't mean this to be derogatory at all, but most churches in New England that you would walk into do not preach the gospel, do not preach any kind of biblical uh, message at all. You know, there's a lot of Unitarian churches, a lot of uh, UCC, Congregationalist churches, um, uh, Roman Catholic churches big up here, um, and you just kind of have this sort of moralistic churchiness. And so when you go out and you're preaching the gospel, I mean, people, this is the first time that they've literally heard this message in 30 or 40 years. Some of them have never heard the message. So getting wow. getting the gospel back into the pulpits is, is primary. That's my That's been my focus. I wrote a book a couple mm-hmm. years ago uh, called Reviving New England, and the, the centerpiece, the, the main chapter that I focused on was a chapter called Giving God His Pulpits Back. I'm just trying to do that, to bring the gospel back in and let him speak through his, his word in the pulpit. So that's been kind of my main focus. But, you know, like in Ephesians 4, it talks about equipping the saints to do the work of ministry. We're also um, trying to train up people to, to be able to not just know the gospel, but how to articulate its parts and how to to really have a good handle on it so when they're going out and at their jobs and wherever sharing their testimony, they can talk intelligently and talk, you know, effectually 
um, about the gospel and try to get them thinking that way. So a lot of it is boots on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't done any kind of open-air stuff. I mean, I there's nowhere, like in my town, there's not, not even a center place to even see people. Like, it's just back roads and cows and stuff, you know. So it's just trying to find find ways to have conversations with people in a natural environment and trying to find ways to get in uh, and get those messages out. You know, we do community stuff. We try to plug into whatever's going on in the community. But a lot of that is just really a touch point. The real conversations are going to be had, you know, around tables and around water coolers right. and things like that. Just trying to be as organic as possible, but make sure that people aren't just, quote, living well but also know how to share their faith. And that just comes through training them how to do it. So that's kind of been my pastoral approach is just to make things very clear, make the gospel clear um, in my teaching, but also to train them on how to do it themselves so that we can be the hands and feet that we're supposed to be. So that's been our approach thus far and um, praying that 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 yields fruit, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome, man. That's that's really good. That's that's encouraging to hear. Uh, you know, we have a lot of local pastors that listen to this podcast, and uh, you know that that's encouraging, man. Because sometimes I think uh, I love how you focus on the gospel first, you know, and the and the message in the pulpit, and that's where it it, it grows from. Um, so that's that's legit. So, Mike, I you know I found you on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is the uh, the place uh where 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 Nate uh does his thing and and uh puts puts out some really good uh tweets. So let's talk about Twitter a little bit, man. What's kind of your you know, I know we we we've already talked about this, but you know, what led to you being very active on Twitter and then what's kind of your approach uh on Twitter uh as far as you know with, with the different tweets and posts that you make? Yeah, so I, I bumped into Twitter, um, I don't know, probably three four years ago. Um, and at first I was kind of nervous about it because, you know, there's, there's a lot of junk on Twitter. I mean, you can really mm-hmm. get yourself mm-hmm. in trouble, not just with, like, worldliness and sin, but even just, you know, with Christians even fighting and quarreling. And, um, right. you know, I think I think it's really important to, try, to to remember that Twitter is what it is, and it's it's simply a social media platform. I personally don't feel like I I owe anybody uh, any kind of um, theological debate. I don't owe them answers per se. And that's not to be Mm -hmm. mean, but it's just to say that, look, you know, people in my church, like most of my church is on Facebook, so I'm I'm on Facebook because I want to see what's going on with them. But, you know, the people I know and care about the deepest are the ones that are in my own church and in my own area. So just trying to Mm -hmm. keep that the main focus and just have Twitter be fun and lighthearted. So I don't post a lot of real, you know, deep controversial stuff because I, I frankly don't have the time or the focus um, <laughs> to get into debates. I just don't. I mean, some people do that and yeah. they like to, you know, poke and prod and make people upset. And, you know, there's, there could be some value to that. Um, not to say that being controversial is bad, but I'm just not looking for fights. So my philosophy right. is just try to to build up the body of Christ, you know, I I don't feel like I have to win every atheist debate on there. I just want to be an encouraging voice and uh, tweet stuff that's in, try to be insightful, try to be biblical, try to have some fun. I post jokes and I'm silly sometimes, and you know, just try to make it enjoyable so people actually want to be around you 
and um, mm-hmm. and engage. And I've actually made some pretty good friends that are legitimate friends, people I care about, that have been found on Twitter. And um, you know, we just there's so much. You know, uh, Philippians four eight says, you know, whatever is true, whatever is good, whatever is beautiful, you know, set your mind on those things. So try to just typify what is beautiful and good and right and true. And just live there on Twitter. Um, you know, there's there's so much other contention in the re- regular parts of life. You know, <clears throat> right? That's really good. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy um, enjoy your tweets, man. And um, I know my buddy Shatario. You know, you met him. Uh, yeah. He he always tagging me and stuff. Uh, so. That's really good, man. So before we go to our break, I want you to talk about, um, I know you kind of mentioned it in passing, what you have going on with the uh, Puritan uh, books that you're help ed- editing. Like what, what is, is it something my listeners can be looking forward to or what we got going on with that? All right. So this is probably more than what your <laughs> time space can handle, but um, in, in short, Again, I, I've written Reviving New England, which is kind of my manifesto for um, not revivalism, but revival, true biblical revival in New England. And my heart is really to try to encourage churches and believers um, in the ways of godliness and try to be a positive voice up here. So part of doing that, one strategy that I have is to try to go back and find um, what what kind of stuff was Jonathan Edwards reading? You know, everybody reads Edwards, mm-hmm. but who who was Edwards reading? And what were the what right. were the believers reading? You know, 100, 200, 300 years ago. Um, so try to go and dig up a lot of the old Puritan writings that were being published in the first hundred years of our history, and just try to find stuff that's good, that's encouraging. And uh, so the reprint series is called the American Puritan Series. And uh, right now I've got a couple of other editors that I'm working with, guys that I know, pastors that are uh, editing these works and putting them out. I have one uh, hopefully coming out in the next month or so. Um, It's Cotton Mather's Directions for a Candidate of the Ministry. So it's just him, after a whole lifetime of ministry, talking about uh, what it's like and things we should do and just helpful tips on how to be in ministry and what to look for. So just trying to, you know, point people back to good good material, good writing, good theology. The foundation of Christianity uh, in the Northeast was, was Reformed theology. I mean, that was our background. I mean, nobody, nobody planted here and came here without that. So um, we've wandered away from a lot of that biblical, sound biblical Reformed theology. And so I want to try to throw my hat into help. Uh, rekindle and re- remind people this is our heritage, this is our our our, our history. So um, mm. I'm hoping to do a lot more. I got one, like I said, coming out hopefully in a month or two. But I'm hoping that the summer is going to be big. Uh, get you know three, four, five more of those in print, and just try to get people reading those again. So um, it's kind gotcha. of my my big exciting idea, you know. Okay, I like it. Where, so where where will these be found? Like where where will we find these? It's all going to be on Amazon, so just go on to Amazon. Okay. There's already one in print. I reprinted uh, John Cotton's Christ, the Fountain of Life. It's his exposition mm-hmm. of uh, 1 John 5.12. So that's already online. You can go on to, on to Amazon, look up John Cotton, Christ, the Fountain of Life. It's right there, um, and you can get that right now. And it's all 
it's all reprinted, cool. typeface. I modernize the text. It's it's really easy to read. Um, well, as far as Puritans go, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just trying to get that accessible. So yeah, gotcha. Awesome. That is so awesome. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. For over 40 years, Table Talk Magazine has helped growing Christians live biblically informed lives with Bible studies and monthly articles from trusted pastors and teachers. Bar podcast listeners living in the U.S. and Canada, you can request your free three-month trial today and join over 250,000 people who already read Table Talk Magazine every month. Visit thebarpodcast.com forward slash Table Talk to start your trial today. That's thebarpodcast.com forward slash Table Talk. All right, we're back in here with, uh, we'll say, do it again, Nate, uh, <laughs> part two of, uh, of, not really part two, but um, second take of me and Mr. Nick Pickowitz, uh and very, very good uh, conversation, great show so far, and, uh, and, and again, grateful for Nate taking time out to uh, come on the show. Uh, but second half of the bar, or I guess tail end of the bar, Nate, I like to do what are called the bar signature questions. Um, these are three questions that we ask all of our guests, uh, just kind of different, lighter, fun questions. And uh, we're going to go with first bar signature question, and that is, what kind of music do you listen to when nobody's around? When no one's around. So I listen to a lot of different <laughs> stuff. Um so, yeah, I, I, you asked me this the last one, the last take, and I, you were surprised, I think, a little bit that I, I said this, but I, I really do like uh, solid, reformed rap. I really do. Um, yep. I listen to a lot of it. I, lo- I listen to a lot of uh, Lecrae's earlier stuff, uh, Trip Lee. I love Shy Lin. I mean, Shy Lin, you listen to Shy, and he's just, it's just like a, a, a compact sermon in three and a half minutes. It's just so good. So mm-hmm. uh, Flame, I love Flame stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out from, um, um, what is it, Beautiful Eulogy, I believe. Um, so there's just a lot of good stuff that's out there. Um, not all of it's great, but there's a lot that is good that's sound doctrine in 16 bars. And so uh, I just love it. It's catchy beats, good rhymes, good theology. So that's kind of a guilty pleasure. One of my church yeah. members uh, learned about that and kind of looked at me sort of funny and said, well, are we going to be bringing that into the worship service? And I'm like, no, 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 that's just for me. You know, <laughs> uh, you know we, we do, we do, you know, we'll do hymns and modern stuff and good, you know, good theology for the church. But, you know, for that stuff, that just encourages my heart and uh, it just gets me jazzed up. So I, I love, I love good, nice. good theological music, you know. Okay. That's dope, man. Still impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so next bar signature question is uh what book or books are you reading that don't involve your research <laughs> right 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 oh that don't involve my research like my what i'm working yeah, on right I, now oh man yeah 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 I, w- I want your regular stuff not not work i want i want your your leisure or what would you okay. like so I'm working through right now um, Calvin's Institutes. There's a new edition of that um, by uh, Robert White, retranslated his mm-hmm. uh, 19 or his uh, 1541 French edition, and um, you know, so that's I'm reading that right now. I'm going through, and uh, what else am I reading? There's a couple other things. I'm reading MacArthur's Systematic, his uh, Biblical Doctrine. That's been really good so yes. far, and. Um, 
and I'm also, you know, reading some, um, just some Puritan stuff, you know, reading some history. Uh, there's a, a book that came out a couple years ago called um, uh, Cotton Mather. It's Essays and Reappraisal, trying to trying to redeem this poor guy. You know, he, he got run through the mill <laughs> and sort of they, they pinned the witch trials on him for the last 300 years. And there's a lot of scholars the last 30 years that are saying, well, maybe we should readdress that because it's not really true. So trying to sort of mm. dig this poor guy out and um, despite all of his flaws to really sort of rescue his reputation and say he wasn't who everybody says he was. And um, gotcha. that's just been really fascinating. And I, I've enjoyed, even though it's research, I've enjoyed reading it. So I'm reading Puritans and reform stuff and modern guys and all kinds of stuff like that. But I, I don't veer too much away from that. I don't read fantasy or left behind series or anything like that. I, I read theology and, and mm-hmm. devotions and stuff like that. But that's what I'm doing now. <clears throat> cool. Cool. Good stuff. All right. Next Bar signature signature question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? If any. So I'll, I'll give the answer I gave last time as well. And I, I always kind of feel bad about it because I, I really don't <laughs> listen to a lot of stuff. So um, I don't have a regular you know series of podcasts I subscribe to. When I was, when I was still working, like uh, I used to be in business, I was a, a financial guy. I'd, I'd drive several hours a day. So I would always listen to mostly sermons. I listen to John MacArthur sermons and Paul Washer, and I listen to some Steve Lawson. Steve Lawson's been hugely uh, impactful. And uh, I just had a couple of guys that I just listened to all their stuff. I mean, I've listened to hundreds upon hundreds of sermons by MacArthur. So a lot of times it's sermons. Um, but what'll happen is that, you know, if someone, you know, will will have a suggestion, they'll say, oh, this podcast is really great. You know, I'll say, that's good. You know, like, give me three or four of their best episodes and I'll go listen, you know. And um, so I've listened to, you know, Wretched Radio. I've listened to, uh, you know, whenever someone has a good podcast they want me to hear, I might jump on. But uh, sadly, I'm not a regular uh, listener because I just spend so much time reading and studying. I just don't have a lot of the spare time to, yeah. to listen on the side. And you got kids. I mean, they don't let you do anything. They don't, you know, you're, you're listening <laughs> to Barney the Dinosaur and Thomas the Train. And so I listen to, <laughs> if Thomas had a podcast, I'd probably listen to that 50 hours a day, you know. So uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm in a little kid phase right now, you know. I feel you. I feel you, man. <laughs> I feel you. No, no doubt. No doubt. I'm with you. Dwayne, how many kids do you have? I have four. You have four. So yeah, you're you're twice the parent I am. So you know, you know how how <laughs> how much work it is and how it's just all consuming, man. Your whole life just becomes children and it's oh, a yeah. blessing, but it's work, yeah. man. Yeah, but no, that's awesome. Good for you. Work. Good for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely work. Um and I have all <laughs> stages too, man. I have uh uh, I have one that's driving, 17. I have one that's 10. I have one that's three. And then I have one that just turned one. So, Oh, my word. Uh, I'm changing diapers and, uh, you know, sending – I'm not buying a car, but letting somebody drive a car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's good. So. Yes, sir. Good. Well, Nate, man, I appreciate you again coming on the bar, being a guest. Uh, definitely – uh, definitely am grateful for that. 
Um, and also the friendship, man. Um, and actually, it's, it, it kind of works out good, man, because I was able to talk to you again, enjoyed our talk the first time, and enjoyed meeting you, and definitely enjoyed talking to you again and and uh, everything. And you know what? Before I go, before before we close out, my buddy, uh, 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 Mr. I call him Snap. That's his nickname. <laughs> Mr. Willie. Oh yeah, Willie. Like, Willie. Yeah. How how do you know him? Like, this is no lie. G three, every like everybody knew Willie almost is recognized him almost as much as they recognize Steve Lawson. Like he knew everybody. I'm like, how you know all these people? And you don't even have a Facebook or nothing. Like he just got on Twitter. So how how do you even connect with this guy, man? I, I'm just curious. So okay, you're gonna love this. So one day I'm in my house. And I get a phone call. I don't recognize the number. And for some silly reason, I answer this from South Carolina. <laughs> and I pick up and I, and I say, hello. And he said, hi, you don't know me, but my name is Willie Ward. And I heard you on some podcast. It might have been the one that I was doing and treating favor. It might have been uh, No Compromise Radio with Mike Abendroth. I don't remember which one, but he just said he heard me on a podcast. And he, he just had a couple of questions for me. And so he just started asking me questions about <laughs> ministry and life and theology. And and I'm, I got off the phone and my wife was like, who is that? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> but we, you know, we just kept in touch. You know, I, I connected with his wife, wow. um, Tamara, on Facebook. And so I, I see him posting stuff, or her, her posting stuff about their family and their son. And and we've just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he had a kind of a rough a rough go with some um, some church stuff a couple years ago, and he called me up and just, you know, he'll ask me for my advice, and, you know, and we just mm-hmm, try to mm-hmm. just be there for each other, and I've prayed with him, and um, we've talked about stuff, you know, in the South, and just the challenges he faces, and, you know, he's just become a good friend, and so G3 was the first wow. time I had met him. I think we've been friends for two or three years, just on email and text message and stuff, but... So finally, when he's there, I'm like, man, you got to get online, get on Twitter. I was like, is there like a reason you're not? And he's like, well, you know. Right, right. And I was like, just get on, man. Him and uh, and Ryan, Ryan Watson. I said, you guys got to just get on yep. and just jump in the conversation and try to, you know. I said, there's some ways to protect yourself and, you know, not get into some mess. But I said, if you do it right, it can be a lot of fun. So now they're on. But yeah, Willie, man, Willie's an institution, man. He he is his own man, and I love him. Oh yeah, he's got a great family. He just loves the Lord, and it's just awesome to get to know him. You know, so. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. That's actually how me and him connected. Even though we're in the same state, uh, he found my my number on my. Uh, I, before the podcast, we had a, a a discernment page called "Be Not Deceived," and oh, okay. he yeah, found yeah, my yeah. number on there. Yeah, he found my number there and and connected, and uh, we've been we've been. Kicking it ever since, man. Um, so big shout out. Did he do the same to, thing? Did he, did he call you out of the blue? He did. He did out of the blue. <laughs> sure did. Same way. I guess that's how he must have called a bunch of people because everybody knew him. I promise you, man. <laughs> you know, man. That, that's that so that's awesome. called holy boldness, right there. That's holy boldness. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good oh, stuff. Man. So big, big shout out to you, Willie, man. I know you're listening. Yeah. Uh, he always. If he's listening, man. It's good. Oh man, him. I love you so much. You're you're a good brother, and I I hope he's listening to this. I love Willie and his family very much. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he always he he always shoot me a text after you know a show drops. Say, hey man, enjoyed it. Or hey man, I liked it. You know so. He definitely uh definitely is listening, man. So Nate, yeah. man, again, appreciate you, sir. Uh, uh, for taking thanks time for having out. me on, man. This is awesome. I love this stuff. 
Yes, sir. Good stuff. And uh, maybe we can do it again. Then it'd be like three times. So, you know. <laughs> That's right. I'd be, I'd be honest with uh, you man. anytime. Good, good, good. Well, appreciate you again, Nate. Uh, we're going to have Nate's uh, Twitter handle, uh, links to his book, and links to the Amazon book all in the show notes so you can find everything uh, and also get connected with him on Twitter. Um, and then also... We're going to make sure that we uh, just stay in touch with uh, with Nate and, and tell him you heard him on the bar and and uh, tag us and, and and start this big, long chain so people know what's going on. But uh, if nothing else, make sure you guys follow us on on Twitter, the bar pike, the bar underscore podcast, Instagram, the bar underscore podcast, Facebook, just search the bar podcast. Big shout out to the other shows in the bar podcast network. Um, just thinking with Daryl and Virgil and um, Bars, Biblical and Reform Spitters with Terrence Barlow and Kaleo Scope with uh, Sister Ariel and Lisa. Big shout out to all of them. Make sure y'all subscribe to their podcast. Listen to them. Check us out. See you next Tuesday. God bless. Just like the Marvel movies, yeah, they keep listening all the way to the end. That's right. The Bar Podcast, partnering with Ligonier Ministries, bring you three months free of table talk. Don't forget, go sign up. Don't miss out on this awesome opportunity. Go to thebarpodcast.com forward slash table talk for your subscription today. God bless. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here. The bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there